to this special episode of the Leah Valley with Love podcast. We are on location, the first of what we hope to be many episodes here at Venture X in South Bethlehem. It's a co-working space. We're here today with uh, the owner, Terry Wallace. We're going to talk about exactly what this is. Um, I am your host, George Wacker, and we're welcoming you here. You know, I feel... Uh, hold on a second. I feel uh, weird. This is the first time I've been out in like a live podcast setting in a long time. Like we, I've been up in my attic for the last year doing these, so I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me here, and thanks for, you know, I got in touch with you on LinkedIn. I think I sent you a message, and it's come to this, so it's, yeah. it's fun to, to be here in this setting, and um, I want to learn more about VentureX, and I want to explain more about VentureX to people who might not know. So let's dive into it. Where are we? What is this? If you, for the person who's never seen this before, have never seen a co-working space like VentureX, where are we at? Yeah, like, first of all, welcome. Thrilled to be here. Sure. We had some great conversations, and we're excited to do this and get this series rolling. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're at VentureX here in Bethlehem, as you said. So what is VentureX? We're a flexible office space. Uh, I'd say high-end office space. You know, the term we use, it's world-class office space right here at home, meticulously designed for your wellness and productivity. We got 40 offices in here. They range from an office for one person up to 10 people. Uh, and it's not just the private suites. We got uh, memberships that will work for people that have shared desks, a little bit more traditional as people think about uh, co-working, kind of come and go, find a space to work, you know, adjust, spread out, whatever it might be. We got conference rooms, we've got event space, you name it. Yeah, And, yeah. and that, I mean, I'm sure you've been around for a while. It didn't used to be the thing. You know, this yeah. co-working type of idea is only, you know, since the 2000s, I think, you know, at least the mid-2000s really taken hold. Yep. What is it about, maybe even more so now, but like the, the way that we work that makes this a viable option for a lot of people? Yeah, the way we work has changed. It's changed. It's been changing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, the vast majority of people and growing are in knowledge-based roles, right? They need their laptop. They need their right. thoughts. They need, you know, they need interaction and connectivity with one of one, you know, their teams, whatever it might be. The collaboration is a big thing too. It's, you know, no longer as you go sit in the corner and you do your job. You got to engage with other people, whether that's virtual, whether it's face-to-face, -face, whether, you know, whatever that may be. I think the big shift also is just around flexibility and, and optionality. Mm -hmm. um, it, very few people are still working a nine to five. I don't know a single person that works a <laughs> nine to five, right? right you no. know, so you work in the evenings, you work early in the morning, you, you, know, you throw some work in on the weekends. Now mind you, you can also take take the middle of the day to go to your kid's school and, and read a book to the class. You know what I mean? You can, it's about that flexibility. And even with myself, and you know, I've been working from home for the past year during COVID. It's myself, my wife, and uh, my daughter. It's been fantastic. But as you can imagine, you know, that type of, in there all the time for anybody you know it's just it's a lot being able to have a small business and having that optionality like you said to say hey I can meet you at my office in uh, South Bethlehem well maybe you're doing stuff at home to begin the day yep. you know you can still come here you know so that's an option too it's not something where it's you're coming in to venture X nine to five I mean this is how is this open 24 7 24 7 yeah for members it's 24 7 um, you know, there's, there's even more to that optionality you know and, and what I mean by that is it's the way people are working but it also is, it's it's the different options you have when you come in here 
you can come in here and you meet, can meet with, let's put COVID aside for a moment. <laughs> you know, you could have a meeting with 50 people. You can have an event, you know, in the space, you've got a 15 foot uh, screen, you can have an event. You can have 10 people, you can have in different conference rooms. You can come here and have the most privacy you could absolutely need. You know, it's not one or the other. And you can, the beauty of it is you can have all of those in the same day. Mm -hmm. You can come in the morning, go to your office, just get heads down, get focused for a handful of hours, then bring a client in for you know a, a noon meeting, have a nice little sales pitch there with two or three people, and then have a team meeting at the end of the day. And you can all do it right here. Yeah, I feel like the days of walking into work, sitting in that cubicle, not talking to anyone besides maybe whoever you're calling on the phone are over for yeah. some degree, especially in, uh, in in different industries. I bring that up in like different industries. Like in creative industries, I think would be the first thing I would think about. But you have clients, you have um, people here, uh, corporate companies here, businesses here, sorry, like a plumbing business, for example. So some that you might not typically think. Can you talk about that? Like how it could relate to maybe uh, a small business that you might not typically think would benefit from a co-working space? Sure. Uh, you know, it's a question I was asked a lot as we were kind of thinking through this, you know, bringing this to the Lehigh Valley. Wh what businesses are you looking for? Who are you mm -hmm. looking to target? It's a very difficult question uh, to answer. I, I've thought about it a lot, and, and I would say we've had, we have a tremendous diversity of businesses that are in here, everywhere from a tailor to a plumbing company, um, uh, to, to Lovely Faces who does eyelashes and eyebrows, to uh, a tech consulting firm, to a uh, Solcom communications and PR firm, Zeptepi Creative. The Ryan you know, is right here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we've got a tremendous mix. We've got, we've got graduate students. We've got a professor that's in here. We've got a couple lawyers in here. You know, it, it, it's, quite, it's quite broad. But, but I don't want to cop out and not answer that question. So okay. the, the answer that I would give is the folks that will benefit most from here, the folks we are looking for are, I would say, knowledge-based workers. In other words, they get, they get their work done with their computer or, and their right, thoughts, right? right. Uh, Knowledge-based workers who live close. Nobody should be driving an hour or two hours to get here. The whole point is we're here <laughs> in your backyard, right? Mm -hmm. So knowledge-based workers who live close, I would say who have discerning taste and a and, and a client-facing business, right? right? So uh, this is an impressive place. You know, I'm I, I'm a little I'm a little biased, but you know, this is a beautiful sure. place. No, absolutely. This is a place. Yeah. If you don't care where you work, this isn't for you. <laughs> you know, this is a place uh, where you're. you're it is a little seen, see and be seen to to a little bit. I yeah. mean, but I mean, let's be honest. That's kind of the reason why you would pick a place like this. You you want to have that energy around you from other people. You know, you know that you're going to be probably interacting at, at some point. Yeah, some yeah. And, and, and the way we're designed, it's it's for that optionality as well. When you come in, regardless of what door you come in, everything you see, regardless of what membership level you have, you have access to. You see the conference rooms, you see the phone booths, you see the common area, you see the reception area, which is you know professionally staffed nine to six every day. You see a stocked um, cafe, you have access to everything. As you start to flow through the place, it gets a little bit more private. Uh, I wouldn't say exclusive, it just gets it just gets more private. And, and that's something that you can decide to have. Like if, if yep. hey, if I want a little bit more privacy. Something for me that's really, I mean, maybe a little, Bittersweet, you know, when I started my business, the first thing we thought of was maybe that traditional, we've, we've got to get an office building or a storefront yeah. to begin. And then you look at some of those um, prices, what it would have been to have an office. I'm like, this is ridiculous. We have a, we have an attic I can put a computer in. I'm not going to spend 
you know, for, for our company, which was two people, $1,500 in addition to have that space. But if you're coming out, you know, even if you're a younger entrepreneur who doesn't want, like, why would you incur that type of overhead? This seems like a perfect, hey, I'm going to do my, you know, my business is selling thimbles. I don't know. But I can be in a space where maybe there's somebody like Ryan who can, I can talk to and shoot stuff off about other things, web developing, all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, the, the building the ability to get started and kind of the ticket ride, you don't have to go negotiate a 10-year lease or even five-year lease. You know, you don't need to go get the furniture. You don't need to work with contractors. You don't need to go to the utilities, get the technology, all those type of things. I don't, people don't fully, <laughs> I think, often appreciate um, that rent is one, that is one line item amongst 15 line items sure. if you're going to think about getting an office space, right? right? Yeah. So what we have here is literally someone can walk in the door, sign up, and within minutes they've got a space they're working they're getting something done which is fantastic for those folks as far as the the ticket to entry so to speak mm -hmm. to start your business whatever it might yeah. be it's exceptional i would say also for larger companies looking for a local presence okay. companies that aren't in the lehigh valley who are looking to get into the lehigh valley we've got a realtor uh here they do they have emphasized elsewhere in pennsylvania and new jersey and they are very keen to get into lehigh valley they literally just turnkey, boom, they've got an office for a couple of people and they're working here. Um, so I, you know, it, it greases the skid, so to speak, sure, for yeah. the Lehigh Valley. And that's, that's one of the main focuses. And that, that goes right into like the next thing I want to talk about is why the Lehigh Valley? I mean, yeah. we're going to get into, in the second part, um, your history a little bit, but why is the Lehigh Valley clearly for you if you're going to invest you know, people who haven't seen this space, check the podcast notes, you know, look at the video when we do it. It's exceptional. Like it's, yeah. it's, and it fits well with the aesthetic of South Bethlehem and steel and um, a lot of thought go, went into that. Maybe we can talk about that in a minute. Sure. Um, but what about the Lehigh Valley itself is um, exciting for somebody like you to say, hey, I'm going to invest in this. I, I believe in it. What did you see? Yeah, a couple things. First and foremost is just the reality. This is home. You know, we've lived here for 20 years. My, my wife, Michelle, my daughter, Michaela, um, uh, they're in Vegas right now for her 21st birthday. I'm home working. Yeah, living the dream, right? Um, uh, so, uh, I'm taking my daughter. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, it's home. Uh, but let, let me add to that. Is, um, although we've lived here about uh, approximately 20 years, I've never actually worked in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. uh, I've worked in New York. I've had global roles. So it's, I knew how to drive from my house to New York or my house to Newark and get on a plane and go. Um, I, I think a big piece of this is, number one, it's home. The other two is just the dynamics of the Lehigh Valley. It's growing, it's expanding. There are tremendous professionals here. There's great businesses. This is a fantastic place to live. Uh, I may get in a little trouble on this one, but I saw it as, I've always seen it as a fantastic place to live, but, but a, a, a difficult place to, to, to work and build a, a, a career in. Uh, I mean, it can be done anywhere, but New York, the options are plenty. Right. Philly, uh, plenty. We're right in the middle. I don't know the number, but it's big. The number of people that, almost like a heartbeat, that come out of the Lehigh Valley into those two big cities every single day. Oh, sure. I don't think everybody dies that, yeah. Oh, and, and, and I did that for a long time. You know, I was very fortunate those last, you know, five or six years that I ended up having, a, you know, I had an apartment in New York, so I didn't have to do that commute anymore. Um, but I, I can comfortably say I did it a lot. I used to catch that 505 bus in and out of the city. 100% of the people that are going in and out of New York or Philly every day don't like it. There's and just no way. It's 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 brutal. It's it, the yeah. cost to it, and I don't mean. Is it like just a monetary. bad joke? Like some of it, it, 
it's like that badge of honor, like, hey, I'm, I'm like, I, I've known friends who had gone in, and you're right, maybe they don't enjoy it, but it's like, hey, I'm, I'm achieving something by being able to do this horrible commute. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is. I think there is. But, you know, I would ask, what are you achieving? So you're yeah. achieving a particular role that probably, you've probably got greater access to, ro to roles and opportunities, companies, and with that comes income, with that comes title, with that, the, those different things. Um, in this day and age, there's no reason you can't have those jobs here. There's none. And yeah. COVID has just made that crystal clear to us. So, you know, it's a real dynamic shift. I, I think we've gone from a long time of you had to have a business rationale to not go to work. Sure. And it may be I have a doctor's appointment or I, you know, whatever it might be. Um, we've just flipped it on the head. Now you've got to have a strong rationale to go. And, and or to know when to shut it off. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's times when you, I think I've heard people too, you know, they're at 10 o'clock at night and they still feel that compulsion to answer it because, oh, yeah. you know, you, you know, depending on your job, don't. You're allowed to take time off too. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, it, it's um, interesting to be able to work in that environment and, and to have new opportunities where in the Lehigh Valley 10 years ago, to go into a small business, you had all those hurdles, like you were talking about, the, the bills you don't even think about. Yeah. Um, so to be able to start something like this is, is really interesting. So we're gonna take, I'm gonna try this out, we're gonna take a little break for a, a commercial here, and we're gonna come right back, so sit tight. Insurance Agency is family owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by, and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township, and they represent Erie, Grange, and Progressive Insurance Companies. Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley, for real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They are also community-minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610-691-3743 or find them on Facebook. Everything, again, is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment. Call Burke Insurance today. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. All right, we're back. Thank you to our sponsors um, that we just had there, the Burke Insurance Agency and Mike Bernadin of Howard Schaefer and Associates. Uh, we're back here with Terry Wallace of VentureX. Uh, we wanted to get into where you're from. You touched on that a little bit, that you had worked in um, jobs where you had to commute and your commutes were to the airport and out. So, but I, in, in researching a little bit and talking with you, I know that you were a police officer back in the day. So yeah. could you kind of take us from 
you know your your times then in the '90s doing as a police officer and and how you moved into this type of industry. Like I'm, I'm really fascinated with those yeah. progressions. Yeah, it was definitely a journey. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll take you a little farther back. Oh yeah. So uh, I grew up in a military family. My father was in the army for many many years. We bounced around. Uh, all over the U.S., we lived in New Zealand, we lived in Australia. You know, we moved every every two to three years. I, I, I'm very comfortable in saying that I learned more from moving around and living in different countries than I did at school. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it was tremendous life lessons. I was very fortunate. I had a wonderful family, great parents, great siblings. Um, but the, the moving was a big part of our life. You know, being being the new kid in school every other year. Has exactly. a real dynamic to it, you know. Um, like I said, pros and cons to anything. Mm-hmm. We lived in, in uh, Australia for three years. That was pretty formidable years. It was while I was in, in, in high school, and during that time, my father had a, was at the embassy, the U.S. embassy in Australia. Okay. So um, we would go and visit every now and then. And I think, think I was 14 when we first moved there, and we would see the Marines at the gate. Right. Sure. And man, I tell you what, and that was it. I drive by those guys and said, that's it. There's only one thing I want to do with my life, period. I was going to be in the Marine Corps. So um, I ended up enlisting in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps for a few years. Uh, it, I wouldn't change that for the world. Sure. I decided not to make a career of it. Uh, ended up getting out of the Marine Corps and thought, what am I going to do with myself in this civilian world that was so foreign to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, all right, a logical move is to be a police officer, right? Uniforms, uniforms, there's, you know, structure, okay. whatever it might be. Uh, I think that makes sense. So I ended up getting a job uh, as a police officer in the suburbs of uh, Philadelphia. I did that for about uh, four or five years. And I was really struck by that. Um, I will tell you, an incredibly noble uh, profession and Absolutely. I wouldn't say anything different ever you know yeah. um, and extremely difficult extremely I can't even fathom being a police officer nowadays um, but during that time I realized it's not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life mm-hmm. so I started going back to uh, school I did nights and weekends and all that craziness for a bunch of years and I ended up getting uh, my my MBA and decided I was going to get into consulting which was quite funny because uh, uh, there I was, I was interviewing with different consulting firms and you know, they're looking at, okay, Marine, police officer, MBA, what, what, what is this guy? Like, how do right. we make, what do we make of this what guy? What are you going to consult? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a business strategy okay. consultant, you know? So um, I tell you what, I interviewed with everybody more than once. Um, I, I still at home, I've got a binder with 30 rejection letters. Uh, two from the firm I eventually worked for. So I eventually got a job with a Deloitte fantastic uh, mm-hmm. firm working in New York. Uh, that's when I was doing the bus in and out. Um, 9-11 hit. Okay. And uh, then we instantly went virtual for a year. Uh, and this, you know, obviously back in 2001. Right. And this was ahead of the difficult. virtual time period. But I tell you, that's a firm we did it very, very well. And I would say I worked primarily virtually from then on. And that, that's another reason this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, worked at Deloitte for a number of years, then got a role at Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company, mm-hmm. also headquartered in New York. I had a, just a tremendous opportunities at Pfizer. A, just a phenomenal, another phenomenal company. I was absolutely privileged to, you know, lead a team and have my roles through there. I eventually led uh, global HR operations at Pfizer. Uh, left Pfizer to this funny little odd startup B company um, that didn't make a ton of sense to me. But it's a long story. But I thought to myself, you know what? 
I don't want to miss this ride. We work. Right? I said, this, yeah, yeah. there's going to be a movie about this crazy yeah. place, and I, and I don't want to I don't wanna miss this. <laughs> yeah, they got to be something brewing, I'm sure. So uh, I, I took that leap. I uh, was at WeWork for a little over three years, about. Um, and I tell you, that was, that was quite an, uh, uh, that was an interesting ride. Two companies that just on the broad ends of the spectrum, Pfizer, I mean, to make a decision at Pfizer, you had to be 99.9999% certain, right? right? The research behind it, you know, very methodical. But wasn't we more, more just kind of dreaming and throw it at the wall? And WeWork was a 51.49. If it kind of felt like it made sense in the moment, just kind of do it. it. And yeah. then next week, if something changed, figure it all. WeWork was a complex space, but but grew. As, I mean, I think most people know the story. Just right. grew at just an incredible Same. rate. It, it was really, really an, uh, a wonderful couple of years. Wonderful people there worked incredibly hard, very creative, very smart, and grew that company very quickly. I decided to leave WeWork, came back home, and thought to myself, that's it. I have two criteria. I want to have my own business, and I'm done traveling. I'm done traveling. I'm done commuting. So it needed to be here at home, mm -hmm. and it was my own business. So uh, I took three months to just blue sky, and I thought of all kinds of different things, then realized it was right in my face. You know, am I a co-working expert? Not by any stretch. Um, 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 but I realized I would have killed for a place like this for the last 20 years, you know, uh, to be this close. And I thought it's just so obvious to me. You know, the, the number of people that are commuting, the need, the the location. And this is this is location one. We're at least going to have two more here in the Lehigh Valley. That's what I want to talk about, too. You, know, you had mentioned we had talked off air about uh, Allentown and possible Easton locations. Is that already something that... You know, you're looking at? Yeah, yeah, they're well underway. Um, I can't talk about them too Is much. Right? <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, we, come hell or high water, we're going to have three locations here. Well, that, something that, like that I could about. say, hey, you know, if I'm in Easton that day, I could say, hey, meet me in my Easton location, because mm -hmm. I could just take my membership to whichever one Correct. I'm closest to. Yeah, and you know, I want to get to the point where we can say, look, if you live in the High Valley, you're no more than 10 minutes from world-class office space. It's not even office space, to your point. It's, an, it's a network of office space, amenities, services. If you live in Easton, yeah, jump in there in the morning, get a couple, you know, heads down hours, whatever it might be, swing into here in the afternoon and have a team meeting, head over to Allentown later to, you know, have a client meeting. And, do you, I mean, and do you see some of the, I mean, I guess there are some businesses that are always going to probably have these office buildings just because it makes sense to them to have that many. They have so many employees or whatnot. But do you see like some of those mid-level or mid-sized companies starting to say, hey, we would rather you, we'll give you a stipend to, to have your own office space or something like that? And yeah. People I, have more choice? There are, the companies are already starting to do that. Yeah. You know, there's companies that were starting to do that prior to, uh, uh, prior to COVID. I was bullish on this idea, you know, the flexible office space before COVID. I'm even more so now. Um, now, it's tricky. We've got a lot of time still. It's still uncharted waters, how we get to the new normal, whatever that may mm -hmm. be. Um, but without a question, it's going to be businesses wanting less space, more flexibility, more optionality, employees. And so it's work makes sense for the businesses, right? There's a business going to want to have 10-year leases on big buildings. Even big businesses aren't going to want that. You know, businesses... All businesses want to be more agile, more flexible, less risk, less cost. So, I mean, we can we can give those things to businesses regardless of size. Uh, I mean, that's necessary. It's that's lifeblood for small businesses. I'd say we're at a point now where it's lifeblood for big businesses. Um, now, mind you, I don't have enough space if someone comes right, to me and says I have 500 people, but I. 
undoubtedly we're going to see big, big uh, landlords, big commercial real estate. It's already taking place, right? Um, um, I, I want to, if I may, mention something no, about the Lehigh Valley. Um, so there, there's some big, phenomenal companies we were talking about. WeWork, WeWork is just a phenomenal company. They mm -hmm. do, I mean, they're just so creative, beautiful places. They do amazing work. And they're in these, they're all the big global cities, and they kind of network the whole world together in a beautiful way. And there's no way they can come to, I'll say, these smaller home cities, you right. know. But the need's not any different. I'd actually say the need's even more so, you know. Um, well, I think when you area. talk about some of those, you know, people who are, you're talking pulsating out to New York or, or Philadelphia, if you can get out of college like Lehigh, Lafayette, I'm a Moravian grad, if you're able to say start somewhere quickly like here rather than have to go into some of those cities because some of the, that is that slog of that five years of, or maybe even longer putting yourself in there just to yeah. get your foot in the door where you can start out maybe make some money off the bat and and be successful mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. have the entrepreneurial uh, spirit i've been I, i've been really struck i didn't expect to see see and start engaging with again even in this COVID time you know uh with the number of folks focusing on startups, yeah, um, doing their own Lots. thing, yeah. you know, uh, it's. I mean, it's been tremendous. It's, it really has. I mean, been I don't tremendous. want to speak for my sister. But she and she doesn't live around here, but she even during this time is looking at her career path and saying because she's been selling all of these um, crocheted items online for her Etsy store, you know, she's saying, do do I even need? to have my job anymore. I've been doing so well with that. Yeah. So, and you know, would it be somebody who would benefit from Allspace? Possibly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's really interesting. And, and that's a big one too, right? The, the, the side hustle, you know, people, it's got a lot of different terms, you know, people right. are talking about it, but there's a lot of people out there who are doing two things, you know, and, and, and they're looking to see, there's one probably making the money for them. There's another one probably interests them more. And as soon as they shift that, where the one that interests them more starts making the money, they're doing their own thing. Um, it's a lot. It's out there. It's and I've seen. I I know of people who during this time period, because I mean, let's be honest. This is literally the first time that I've been outside of my um, home space to, to do something like this. We've been zooming, doing these podcasts for the last year. Yeah. You know, it's it's very real that these things are changing, and you could look at the job that you've been at for ten years and say, I just I don't want to go back. You know, and that's um, that's not something that I think at least my generation has dealt with. You know, we kind of missed that whole. There was, we we did went through nine eleven, and and it it was very devastating. But it wasn't something where we changed a whole year of how we operated, interacted, went to work. You know, got paid certain things like that. So for me, I think it's coming out of this in the next go, going through the the summer and into um, you know the winter. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Do some people leave their jobs and look and try to get new things? Do some people say, I'm gonna, you know, what, when is the next, when is the next chance I'm gonna have to do something like this, you know? It, it, when COVID ends, do I go right back to normal again, you know? I, I, I suspect we're gonna see a big shift. Be, I mean, whew, there's no silver lining to a global pandemic. No. And the amount of time people have been able to now spend with their children, with their families. Tell me about know, it. It, it. It's huge. It is absolutely huge. And to, to ask somebody now, get back on that 505 bus every single morning, I, uh, people aren't going to do it. And, and I think people are also going to realize I was exchanging life experience, life time with my family for an extra <laughs> five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, right? Because there's a good chance you're going to make more money to get on that darn sure. bus and you go, but 
I mean, just the price of the bus tickets. How many it's how many crazy. hours do you think that you commuted oh. in your lifetime? Oh, I probably you probably hate to know. You know, I I, I, I don't even want to do that calculation yeah. <laughs> because I'll it'll it'll hurt. It'll really hurt. Um, and, and you know that's a big piece right there. Uh, I wouldn't recommend the career path I took to anybody, and not not, not in some nobility or, or or whatever it might be. But my point being is, why now? Why would you do that now? You know, why would you? Do a job that you didn't really love, just to make a couple more bucks, so you could. I, I mean, I think if you have, like, I have friends who've gone the, you know, they went to New York City or they went out west, and it is that badge of, I went to the city and I succeeded there, so yeah. I have accomplished more than maybe somebody who stayed in Bethlehem, you know, and didn't do that. So, but if, if there are people who can get over that type of labeling i guess there's no reason why i mean unless i get it like if you're in your 20s and 30s and you want to be in those really big i guess social hubs that would be the one thing i guess the one drawback of not being in a major city but i, I don't know how many people are going to want to be around huge crowds in the next i think we'll years. be well served to start <laughs> switching that dynamic and um i don't know if this is a great analogy but i'm gonna use it anyway so we'll see um it says one thing to go you know let's say with new york mm -hmm. you know World class, obviously, you know, New York, New York, you know, greatest city in the world, arguably, you know, people going on. Sure. It's one thing to say, I go in and out of New York and, and, and I've, I've done something great. You know, I, I almost see that as saying you've got a, a an amazing sports team, whatever it might be. So you joined in that sports team and, and it remained a great team. Mm -hmm. Isn't it, to me, it'd just be that much more admirable to say, no, I, I formulated my own team with those right. people who live where I, and we made that team great. So I, I do think that's a real shift. So great, slogging in and out of New York, doing what, you know, if it works for you, great. But, but I think there's tremendous admirability in saying, I'm choosing not to do that. I'm gonna do something great right here. Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't have the benefit of you know, all of the Fortune 1000 companies around you know, within a, you know, a couple minutes. You know, I, I don't have all those, I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna make that amazing sports team I'm going to lead it. I'm going to coach it. I'm going to be the star player, and I'm going to formulate a great team right here. Right. And, and I don't think huge. we're either. I don't think we're saying that it's staying in an area like this is right for everybody. Like there should be those people who go here and go to Greece or go over to sure. wherever they're they're meant to be. But it is nice to know that that if you live in an area like this, you don't have to maybe do that. Like mm -hmm. you you can still succeed and and stay local. And beyond that, I do. I missed it last night. You had First Friday, so I was just I'm disappointed only because I had something else, not anything more important, but I had to stay home. This, this is an event space, you know, um, and I would imagine the other two forthcoming spaces as well. Why is that also an important thing? Is it, because I know on you know, Friday, if you're in your, your own office, so to speak, you have your own coworkers, but I think it would be kind of fun to be rubbing elbows with people who aren't my coworkers, who are just fellow creatives, or, or what have you, just working in the co-working space. Yeah, a couple things there. One of the greatest values that we hear of here is going to be that community of people. You know, I and 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 we're not, you know, we're not full by any stretch. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, business is starting to move along. But I tell you, we're already got multiple examples of people that just working here together has amplified each other's businesses you know and, and we got yeah. some great concrete examples and it's only going to continue to expand expand and expand uh, as far as the event space now obviously in COVID it's a little tricky last night was our first i'll say non-member related event mm -hmm. um 
you know, event space is an important piece here because it is about the community. It is about bringing people together. Um, I look forward to the point where I can commit to every week committing to one event that is business focused mm -hmm. and one event that's a little more social focused. You know, every week, you know, let's say Thursday, we've got wine tasting with the local winery. Um, and, you know, every Tuesday is we bring in a, a lawyer to talk about small business needs and accounting. Mm -hmm. accounting. It could be anybody. It could be a member. It could be a non-member. We'll see. But a place where people see or really understand that the value here is not just in the aesthetics. It's not just in the, the optionality of all these different amenities and service. It's in the people that you are encountering every day. You know, we've spent that entire year, like, I mean, not that we haven't been on the internet prior to that, but it's been <laughs> so much collaboration, so much um, exchanging ideas. It seems dumb to go back to something where you wouldn't be freely exchanging those ideas as much yeah. as you would. It's going to be somewhere in the middle, right? I right. mean, we're not all just going to stay in our basements, and we're not all just going to, run, you know, run out to, to, to yeah. offices. It's going to be right. In the middle. I come back to that flexibility and optionality. People mm -hmm. are going to do what works for them, what makes sense for their business, what makes sense for the family, what they're comfortable with. You know, I I have had some people say, "Well, geez, now that you know, working from home has proven to be an option." Um, am I nervous about what that will mean for the business? I, my answer is not even close. You know, I. I I am as introverted as a person can get, right. and um, and I long for engaging and dynamic. Well, I think it's human nature. You, yeah. you know, it's millions it's of years of evolution is not wrong. Like, right. like we are we are we are uh, collaborative creatures. Right. right, and you want to be in that um, you know collaborative sense, and then you need time to yourself. You know, it's just sure. it's the yin and yang of it, and that's how it works. Um, and I even add, you can do that right here, right? Right. Just in your office, nice, quiet, you know, get into a phone booth, do whatever, well, I mean, come down here. I mean, engage. that's a reality. You would think, okay, you know, if more people are working from home, less people would be inclined to work, but that isn't the truth because people do want to have that. Sure. You know, I, I mean, I'll be honest, being in the attic, again, if I was there without my family, I think it would be completely different. You know, I'm still upstairs. I can hear the, you know, my daughter running around, and, and it's great and it's fantastic. I wouldn't change it for the world, um, but to to have that type of um, option here would be nice too. A little bit more focused, yeah. possibly. So. Well, hey, this has been fun. Again, this is our first uh, podcast here. We're looking to do more. And um, for anybody watching the video, you know, check out the space. Um, check out the links in the podcast notes. We want to come back here and have more entrepreneurs or, or anybody really on yeah. here. Um, I've already talked to some people who have expressed interest, so Definitely. we're looking forward to it. And all right, Terry, Fantastic. thank you. I'm going to try to play us out here. All right. So, it's a pleasure. Uh, Thanks, George. Thank you. Another big thank you to Terry Wallace of VentureX and Ryan Walsh of Zeptepi Creative. If you check out the video on our YouTube and Instagram, Ryan did all that. Great stuff. Get in touch with us. Everything's in the show notes. LeoValueLoveMedia.com. I'm George Wacker. We'll talk to you soon.